0: This is episode number 181, What Makes Relationships So Unique, with Al Condalusi. Welcome, my name is Oleg Gloheed, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your fullest potential. Before we get into today's episode, I would like to make a few quick announcements. First one being an invitation to our upcoming call called Courageous. Conversations. This is something that we started a few months ago with the intention of bringing our community even closer, as well as creating a space for each and every single one of us to be able to not only better understand ourselves, but also those that are walking next to us. If you would like to know more details about any of these upcoming calls, please leave us a message through our website at overcomingodds.today. The second announcement that I'd like to make is in regard to our upcoming event called Survive to Thrive A Parent's Journey. This is an experience that we've been wanting to put together for a few months by now, with the intention of creating a space for other parents to be able to come together and relate, as well as understand each and every single one of the journeys that they've been on, as well as the lessons and the takeaways that they've learned through the hardship including COVID-19 as well as some of the other circumstances if you'd like to know more details about this upcoming experience please visit our website at overcomingodds.today/events the last thing that I'd like to mention is if you have liked any of the previous episodes and continue to enjoy the content that we put out there please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google, so more people can hear these inspiring and courageous conversations. Now, let's get back to the show. Al, welcome to the show.
1: Oleg, thank you so much. It's really um, an honor uh, to be uh, to be talking with you, speaking with you today, and being a part of the Overcoming Odds uh, uh, family, if you will.
0: <laughs> no, I appreciate you for being a part of it. And I was actually just thinking prior to us, even hitting the record button, I may have to send this off to uh, Susan Smith. I believe that's her name. Mm -hmm. She is, so she was the one that recommended your name, that connect with you. Uh, I think she works for department of fill in the blank in Arizona. Mm -hmm. I know it's in Arizona. um, And I had a pretty lengthy conversation with her. And she said, (laughs) Al is one of the people you may want to connect with just based on his experience and how long he's doing it. And next thing I know I'm having a phone conversation with you and probably could have spoken for hours and hours (laughs) if we didn't have other things to do during the course of the day. (laughs) Um, but that that's, it's a really interesting theme as far as what we were able to experience, which is in direct correlation with the topic that we chose to explore and that's relationships. Um, I'm curious to hear from your end, maybe the way to kick off this conversation. When you think of relationships, what is it within them that really makes them unique and special and beautiful? You know, I know it's trust and some of these other factors, like throughout your own experience, what have you learned?
1: Well, you know, um, Oleg, the the whole notion of relationships is something that I've been fascinated with and have have really studied uh, both academically as well as anecdotally in terms of uh, observation. And, um, you know, one of the interesting things about relationships when you stop and you think about it, um, there are essentially three uh, kind of dimensions. If you think about a relationships uh, like like looking at a pie, for example,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the outer crust, the far relationship, is it's, it's the biggest part of the pie, but it's also the furthest from the most important part of the pie, and that's really true in human relationships. We have that outer ring of human relationships are the acquaintanceships that we establish. So uh, people we begin to meet, uh, we bump into, we get introduced to. Um, and there's a lot of those people in our lives. Uh, um, but those acquaintanceships are, are really superficial kinds of relationships. They're really not that mm. uh, we're trusting. Um, If you move in, there's a middle circle. If you move into the pie analogy, if you will, there's a middle circle. And that middle circle are people that we actually do things with, that we engage, that we have some social obligations uh, to. And um, there's less of those people than our acquaintanceship ring, but those people are a little bit more enriched in that we exchange with them. We go, we maybe go to a, um, a play or a ball game. We, uh, uh, we, we connect with them in a little bit more, uh, of, of uh, a little bit more depth. And then that middle part of the pie, the juiciest part of the pie, is really the smallest ring. Um, sociologists call that the covenancy ring because it really represents the most trusting, the most uh, intimate uh, of the relationships in our life, those deepest relationships in our life. And, and the Covenancy ring is really um, the people that we really can count on, those people that we have a relationship with that got our back, that, that, that are there for us when, when the chips are done. Now, if you think about these three rings and you begin to sort of look at the middle ring, the ring of connection or, or activities uh, and the covenancy ring, um, sociologists suggest that they, that most people have about 150 people in their lives in that activity ring where we have some social obligation, or in the covenancy ring where we where we have uh, a deeper love and trust and obligation. Um, and so, you know, if you think about relationships and you sort of you know sort of back away from it, there's mm-hmm. lots relationships in our lives, but the ones that really matter are those uh, covenant relationships that are really the deepest. Uh, now, in terms of quantity, um, you know, the in, in that covenancy zone, you know, sociologists suggest that, you know, most people have anywhere from 5 to 15 people that they really have a deep uh, loving sort of relationship with, loving, I, I mean that in, in a much more sort of a secular way. It's not, mm-hmm. not necessarily a sexual way, but loving in terms of a trust or an intimacy. But there's not all that many people uh, in our lives that we let into that or we build relationships with that are that, that intense.
0: Why do you? So there are two things that really fascinated me for quite some time in life. The first one, it's the number part. How do you explain that phenomenon? Considering that some of us come across, in my case, I come across or have come across thousands of people by now, but I can only name you five or 10 that I really trust. And I feel like I'm fully accepted. And how does that make sense?
1: If at all? Yeah, that, I mean, that's a that, that's a great question. And it's really a good observation, because there are two things that really strengthen a relationship. Uh, one is similarity that people have. Um, so when you find when you meet someone, that's the very first thing that <clears throat> that happens. Actually, even with our acquaintances, when we meet somebody new, say we're at a party or at a conference, and um we meet someone there, the very first thing we begin to do is look for similarity. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? where did you grow up? where did you go to school? How old are you? You know, those kinds of uh, things that are kind of low-hanging fruit of similarity. Uh, so similarity becomes that first ingredient. Um, but then the other ingredient that really gets to the question you just raised, Oleg, is regularity seeing that person again and again and again and the more you begin to see someone the more you find other similarities you begin to um deepen um your connection with that person so uh regularity and similarity are two ingredients that are absolutely essential for a relationship to grow and if you stop and you think a leg of your life or i think about my life the relationships that you lost or mm-hmm. that have, have dissipated in your mm-hmm. life, you know, and you stop and you think, what was it that that caused the demise of this relationship? Uh, I I would probably I would venture a guess that it would either be um, a loss of regularity, uh, that is, the person moved away, or you don't see them, or they took another job, or they left. Um, that lessening of regularity, or the notion that the similarity levels have sort of uh, peaked and that you don't find uh, the commonality with that person that you thought you had. That Mm. begins lesson. So those two ingredients in terms of relationship and relationship building even um, become really important uh, elements now the the other part that you mentioned in your question and in your reflection of your own life you think about those people that you really have a deeper sense of and you said you know i can only think of five six seven people uh, that that's all because we you know our ability to really connect with people is um is infinite but our time to connect with people is finite so you know you only have so many hours in the day or so many days in the week true in connect so that sort of finite element that affects regularity then affects uh relationship sustenance and also relationship growth
0: mm, such an interesting point point. one of the things i started to do actually in regard to this regularity part is create more of a frequency i i broke away from this concept of you know we'll touch base down the road because i think that's a never-ending story in my opinion it's the same thing I'll, I'll start tomorrow and then looking at it and saying okay tomorrow comes and then i'll say the same exact story i'll start tomorrow and then it's a i, I always make a joke about nike how they have it just do it yeah, i think yeah. a more appropriate one would be just do it dot 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 tomorrow because that's <laughs> that's the reality i think many, <laughs> many of us face but you know, the other thing that also fascinates me about relationships, and I'd love to hear your perspective on this as well. I find that in my life, some of the people, especially when I go into the core circle of those that I'm connected with, there are individuals within that circle who I don't even think about the content that we're going to have a conversation about. We just pick up the phone and the next thing, we you know, two hours had gone and we're just there, there was no structure there was no thought as far as what question to ask next but then i noticed myself in another aspect of that and being in some of those deeper conversations and having to follow a specific structure why do you think that is why is it does it just somehow depend on my intimacy with that person in the relationship like why is it that i feel like one has you know no structure no content And yet there's definitely significant meaning that I'm creating. And then others, I feel like I need more structure in the organization to have a dialogue.
1: Well, you know, what you're really speaking to, Oleg, is that there are really two dimensions in relationship. There are bridged relationship or bridging connections. Mm -hmm. Sociologists call relationships social capital. That's the parlance that's used in academia. To sort of think about and to study relationships, but bridging social capital is when you create the initial connection with someone based on some element of similarity. Um, uh, you and I, for example, uh, we got connected. You know, Susan mentioned. Um, mm-hmm you know, you looked a little bit at my website and you said, man, maybe this would really make for an interesting thing. So you reached out to me and that kind of was a bridge to me. And we we set up our call and we had some mm. conversation. And, and as we talked, Oleg, I, I, I certainly, speaking for me, I really felt a, an immediate connection to you in terms of, um, I liked you almost immediately um, and, and there was something there in that bridge, right? Mm. Now, bridging relationships are, are really, uh, are, are important, but the deeper relationships, the one that you just mentioned a minute ago, you said, well, you can pick up the mm-hmm. phone, call a friend that you haven't seen in a long time and start right where you were. Those mm-hmm. are bonded relationships. So there's two types. There's bridging relationships and bonded relationships relationships where there's this really deeper sense of connection, where you can, in fact, pick up right where you left off, even if you haven't had regularity with that person uh, for for a period of time. Um, however, um, you know, if too much time passes, there can be a dilution, if you will, mm-hmm. the bond, Um and, and, you know, again, let me just give this example. I, you know, years ago, back in the late 60s, I was in college and the Vietnam War was going on and um, I ended up in the military, right? And uh, so uh, while I was in the military, um, you know, I really bonded with these guys that I was with primarily because of, you know, the 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 environment we were in and the realities that we were facing. Um, and then when we finished our town and and I we mustered out and I returned back to Pittsburgh, my, my hometown. And my friend, all my buddies, all these guys that I served with, they all went to their hometowns wherever they might have been around the country. And as we were departing, um, there was this real sense of we're going to stay tight forever. You know, we've been through a lot of really bad experiences and, you know, we're really bonded. But what happened over time, Oleg, interestingly enough was the relationships, you know, started to dilute mm. and that's happened in relationships where um, you do need to have some regularity. Like the example you gave a minute ago, when you, you know, you call up a friend that you maybe were in college with, you had a great relationship with, you haven't seen them, they're living in this town, you're living in that town. And and you call them up and you can pick up right where you left off. That's great. But if you don't do that in some sense of frequency, in some sense of regularity, that relationship will probably lessen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's not, not, nothing to do with your character or the person that you're that you have a connection with. It's just a matter of reality, time-based reality.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think really influences that bond? And Is it is it experiencing a situation where you go through a deeper level of emotion? So humility, embarrassment, guilt, whatever it may be. Is it those things that really... Because I'm trying to understand the relationship I have with uh, one of my best friends. And I mean, we've definitely been through quite, quite a bit, especially as teenage boys. I mean, we um, just all the different memories. And I often get curious as far as what makes our friendship so different compared to some of the others. And I'm wondering if it's having experienced some of those deeper moments, you know, the humility, the being punished by parents for, you know, Going past curfew or like sneaking out of the house, <laughs> all of these things. Like, what? What? Based on your observation and experience, what do you think that is?
1: There, there's no question that experiences like that, and especially traumatic experiences, can really mm. be a bond between people. Um, folks that have been through some trauma together, or some some really, um, you know, um, challenging. Um, experiences Um, Now, you know thinking uh, looking at at this the the example that you just gave um, you know one of the first things that happen in relationship building is a sense of homogeneity right Uh, uh, our first friends that we build over and above our family of course become like the kid next door a buddy that we make in school someone that we we see in church um, and, and all of those things have a homogeneity to them, right From the same time, same socioeconomic level, same religious background, whatever the case might might be. So those factors, and then if you add some I don't want to say ch- trauma, it doesn't have to always be trauma, but you add something oh, challenging or experiential uh, into that those two things together can really create a strong, strong sense between two people. Um, Now, that can also dissipate over time, no question Mm -hmm. about it. But I think, you know, in the example that you gave, when you start with a sense of homogeneity, you know, we're from the same town, we live in the same neighborhood, we go to the same church, we go to the same school, you know, we are, 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 we're socioeconomically about the same in terms of our or family income, that kind of thing. Um, it really does create this, you know, this bridge between people. Um, and then you add in the experience and that mm. really solidifies it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's such a fascinating concept because I've always, I've always looked at these relationships through a, just a different lens and try to understand. And what I've also understood is this, and, and maybe you can shed a different perspective on it. And that is, there's a gap in understanding relationships. Mm-hmm. There's only so much that I think I can conceptualize. And then at that point, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why it's strong as it is. I don't know why I feel the way that I do with this person when I have spent twice as long with another. So right. it's it's re- relationships are really fascinating. Um, the other thing that I wanted to briefly touch upon is, is something that we mentioned and it's in regard to difference. And my personal belief is that I'm choosing to embrace difference as something that's beautiful, unique, rather than something to be afraid of. Yes. Was right. there a time in your life when that clicked for you? Do you subscribe to that theory or do you have a different perspective on it?
1: Yeah, no, no, I certainly do subscribe to that. But, but, you know, again, here's another sociological sort of axiom mm-hmm. and that, is that Uh, similarities attract and differences repel. Mm -hmm. Differences can really cause people uh, to back away from each other. Um, Similarities call you forward. Differences push you away. You know, and a lot of the work I do, which is essentially, um, I ran an agency supporting people with disabilities for 47 years. And a lot of our work was Really, getting people who had disabilities whose differences were were so overt, so so clear that it was really hard for them to make friends. Uh, people just mm. then, people uh, uh, didn't want to uh, extend, and and so you know this phenomena of differences and similarity really became something that we had to look at conceptually in order to. Uh, in order to really try to facilitate more relationship building, because differences do—I mean, this is actually uh, coded in us as a defense mechanism, Oleg, in that if we see something we don't we don't we haven't seen before or yeah. don't understand or it really looks different, the first reaction is to back away and say, "Is this going to hurt me? Mm-hmm. Um, will this cause me?" Um, will, this, will this cause me harm or, or pain? Um, so so we, we, we have these defense mechanisms that really cause us to be cautious about difference, right? However, on the other side of that, of that uh, axiom mm-hmm. is the notion of similarity. And herein lies, I think, the beauty that you spoke to, because what we know is homogeneic relationships relationships with people who are like us in whatever way, uh, they create a security, like a safety valve. Heterogeneic relationships, that is relationships we have with people who are different from us, what that does is actually cause us to grow. What What it does is when you begin to form a relationship with somebody who is different from you, it really causes you to have to deal with the difference that that person has from you. And in dealing with that difference, you actually um, grow. You become a better person. You, 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 you go further down the lane. That's why just staying in your tribe uh, can be, uh, you know, can, can, can be a smothering kind of a thing. It's when you leave your tribe and begin to connect with people from other tribes is when you begin to, to grow and to, um, to, 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 to begin to question and examine uh, things. And, and that's what happens when, when, you, when you confront difference is that you have to figure it out and really see it within the context of, of who you see you uh, to be mm. and and that, that that that's a huge issue you know like we we find ourselves having this conversation in a time of great political
0: mm-hmm. division
1: in our country right where where people have really lined up on one side or the other and and these walls between us have really created not just angst but anger and 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 intolerance um, with the difference that the person has from us, uh, perhaps politically. And, 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 and so I think it really is such an important investment in trying to get outside of your tribe, trying to create bridges to other people from mm-hmm. other places, because that just makes you a better person.
0: Yeah, and I think it opens you up to so many different perspectives as well. That you may not have seen or encountered throughout your own lived experience.
1: With that question, yeah.
0: So I know that you. I mean, we'll definitely go into have version 2.0 and 3.0 and 4.0. That's <laughs> that. That's not even a question. Just based on the level of energy and conversation yeah. that we've had. But I want to gr- give you a brief chance and tell some of our listeners what is the best way that people can connect with you and what is the best way that people can support you right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, this this is just such an honor to to be a part of this. So, like, I'm 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 I'm, I'm so um, uh, grateful uh, for this chance. And you know, the work that I do, the work that, that I have done and continue to do, is best uh, tracked, if you will, at my website, mm-hmm. um, which is just my name, alcondeluci.com, a l c o n d e l u c i, which is my name. com And at my website, um, I have some videos and a TED talk that I did on social capital and relationships and um, in examining how do you build relationships? What happens when somebody becomes socially isolated? um, How does loneliness fit into all of this? Um, So I I, I have some videos on that and some materials. I've, I've written eight books that examine these kinds of things, they can be tracked uh, at my website as, as well. And then on my website is how people can connect with me personally, um, um, you know, in terms of emails and phone numbers and things of that nature. So I, I think that's the best portal. Um, right now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing a lot of um, training sessions and, and education sessions and conferences. Uh, I'm doing some consulting with uh, some organizations and uh, some coaching Um, around the whole area of building social capital and building uh, more relationships.
0: Yeah, much needed work, especially the time that we're experiencing right now. Without a doubt. doubt. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, consider subscribing to our podcast so you can receive all of the latest content as well as all of the upcoming episodes. Also, if you like what you heard on any of the previous episodes, consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google, so more people can hear these inspiring conversations. Once again, we thank you for listening, and we look forward to having you next week.